Well, we're back and we're wanting to finish up John chapter 15. And uh, tonight we're gonna to be finishing off John chapter 15 with verses 18 through 27. But let's give us a little recap of what we've covered so far. We started out initially in John 15 with verses uh, 13 through 17, where we just want to introduce to you how much love Jesus Christ has for us. So much so, so he said he gave his life because of the love that he has for us. How much or what greater love does one have than to give him life, to, to give his life for his brethren? And so he was on a journey walking with the disciples before he went to um, the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was having this discussion with them about uh, what the expectation is of them once he's gone. And he didn't talk to them about, as I said before, he didn't talk to them about positions or title, but he talked to them about love and loving one another and to love one another as he had loved us. And that that was the one commandment that he was leaving behind after he had came into this earth and fulfilled the commandments of the law on our behalf, because we could not pay the cost of those sins that would be committed by the uh, failure of obedience to those commandments. So he came and fulfilled and paid the cost of what it would be to fulfill those laws. And then the commandment that he left behind after fulfilling all the laws was that we were to love one another as he has loved us. And so the next thing that happens is that we went back to the beginning of the chapter and we talked about him being the true vine. How are we gonna be able to manage this love, God? How are we gonna be able to do it the way you do it? How are we gonna be able to love in the capacity of the manner in which you did it? He said, one of the means and the sources by which we're going to be able to fulfill that commandment is through relationship with him and being connected to him and being connected back with him. And he gave a parable and he told the story about the true vine. And he said that I am the vine and you are the branches and he is the true vine. And, and when I said before, I was looking up the the definition of vine, it means that this is the source in the sustenance of life to the branches. So in that parable, the same with us with Christ is that he is our source and our sustenance that sustains and gives us life. So our relationship with him and our love in, in him and our love relationship through him is what gives us life and gives us the ability to love as he has loved. And that's what he wanted us to do. So when we get over to um, the third portion of John 15, that will be broken up into three parts. So this is the final part, John 15, verses 18 through 27. And I was saying that it's going to talk to us about why the world hates us or why the world hates believers, just the way that the Bible uh, worded it. And it talks about this is uh, the disciples' relationship to the world. So when you're moving and operating in the world according to the love of Christ as his disciple, functioning and operating in the world as he would in the manner in which he's shown and taught you, trying to continue the kind of love that he expressed toward you in this world as you express it toward others the way that he would, there will be some difficult encounters and, and, and challenges that you're running to in this world because of that. And he said that that's because of the, the dislike that the world has for this kind of love. And so if the world hates you, he says, so you're going to have a little bit of hate and contention to go on because of this kind of love. He said, but if it hates you, don't worry about it because they hated me first. 
The word said, now that it hated me before it hated you. No, no, know that it, know that the world hated me before it hated you. So, so it, you're not out of company with Christ when you don't go into the world and find love or find connectivity or find uh, 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 harmony or find uh, um, where you fit in or click or be a part of a group. It's, it's okay because there's, it's probably because you're not going to fit into a place where Christ is not at. His love doesn't exist. His love is not there. And this is what he said about that. He says, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. So if you were functioning and operating according to the world systems, doing things that the world do the way that the world do it, you would be accepted, no problem. You'd be freely flowing along with harmony and peace and enjoyment and fun and excitement. All those things that these world systems have to offer, you would be getting the benefit of it. But because you're not of the world and you're not operating according to the world system, that you're operating according to the love that I have shown you an example before you, you're using that Christ kind of love to move and operate and function and flow within the world then you're not going to be a part of fitting into what the world system has to offer. So you're not, so you're not of the world. You're not really of the world. So I have chosen you out of the world. When you enter into relationship with me and you accepted your drawing and your, and your calling that I have upon your life to come and have a relationship with me and to get to know this love of Christ and to receive it and to, to become uh, intertwined within it where, where I'm feeding you as the vine and you being the branch receiving what the vine has to, to, to supply and sustain and give you sustenance of, then and you're operating according to the example by how I have shown you love as you have walked with me or as I have taught you according to my word, then you're no longer of the world because you're no longer of those world systems because the world system doesn't operate that way. So you're not going to fit in. He said, therefore, the world hateth you. Therefore, the world doesn't like you. Therefore, the world is not choosing you to be a part of what it does and what it has because it has not chosen him. He has chosen you and chosen you out of the world. He said, now remember the word that I said unto you, that the servant is not greater than the Lord. So then if you're not greater than the Lord, if we're not greater than the Lord, then if they persecuted me, Jesus said, if I was persecuted, they will also persecute you. So don't find it strange or unusual or, or question or wonder if something's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong. You, you're, you're not being received because you're not part of. You're not part of the world. You're not part of the world system. You're not operating function in the manner in which the world functions. You're striving day to day, moment to moment, minute to minute, to be like Christ, to love like the love that was shown toward you. He said, I left your one commandment, to love one another as I have loved you. So your daily strive is to try to function and flow and operate in that kind of love that Christ has shown you and to operate in that kind of love toward others so that you would be a representation and a reflection of God's Christ-likeness in this earth, that your light would come into those dark places that light, that liked that kind of love, that did not have that kind of love in it, and bring that presence into that dark place that's liking that kind of love. And you become the light, L-I-G-H-T, of that darkness. You become the light in that place. And because of the love that you have, that's like Christ. So it's a great challenge, but it's, 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 it's what you're tasked and assigned to do. And, and it's not going to be easy, but it's what you're tasked and assigned to do. You may have difficulty with it, difficulty with it, 
but it's what you're tasked and assigned to do because you're his and you're connected in him through the vine and you have the commandment to love one another as I have loved you. So it's a daily endeavor and, and strive for you to try to function and flow and operate on that level and magnitude of love. And he gives us the grace for it so that we would have the ability and the opportunity to function and operate that way. But he also, gonna send us, he also is gonna send us some help. So let's continue with the word and we find out because he's done that one way a source of help he's already told you. I've given you an example of what this love is like because I love you and I've shown you how to love and I have connected you in with me through that love and I become the vine, you become the branches and we have a, uh, a, a reciprocity that goes back and forth between us of this love exchange that we're having. And so, you're going to be equipped with what you need because I will give you the sustenance and the source of what you need in order to be able to function and flow this way. He said, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. So he said, they persecuted me, so they'll persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. That's why we have to be just as Jesus was. He said, I only do that which I have my, I hear my I only do that which I see my father doing in heaven, and I only say that which I hear my father saying in heaven. And that's what we should be striving to do. Here on this earth, not of this world, but in this world, functioning and flowing and moving in the love of Christ as he's shown us how to do it in the midst of the world and doing those things which we hear him saying and the father saying through him to us to do so that we can be an example of him and his love in this world. He said, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. It's because you're functioning and operating as my representative in this world that you're going to come under these attacks, that you're going to have this difficulty, that you're going to not be liked. You're going to be hated by this world. You're going to have these things happen to you because it was done to me and you're going to experience the things that was done to me because you are here in my name's sake. You're operating here in the power of my name. So because they know not him that sent me, so Jesus, they don't know who sent me. That's why you're having the difficulty and the challenges that you have. Because if I had not come, so, you know, they, they, they don't know Jesus and they don't know God. He said that relationship that they spoke to have with God and Jesus, they don't have it. They don't have it like they should or you wouldn't be having the challenges and you would be hated by the world the way that you would be. He said, but now this is what the real problem is for your ability to flow and function in this world and be challenged with this kind of love that you're commanded to reflect and to show in your life daily. He said, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. See, when Jesus came into this earth and he fulfilled the commandments and closed out the, the responsibility of the law, and then he came and established a new commandment for us that we should love one another as he, as he has loved us, and that love is our final commandment that we must fulfill. And these are the things that, are, are, that, that, that show forth in opposition to that love, functioning and operating and flowing like it should, because he said, all those things that are required of the commandment, if you were to love one another as you love yourself and as I love you, then you would not miss or you would not uh, uh, desire your neighbor's wife. You would not take from your neighbor. You would not uh, uh, kill. You would not harm one another. You, though the love would prevent you from violating those commandments. So when I come with this standard of love expectation and operate in that manner in the world, then you no longer have an excuse of not being able to, of not being aware, of not having a means in a way 
of being able to, to uh, not fail because I've come and I've made known to you. And I've also made known to you those things that are sin. So you can no longer say, I didn't know, I don't know, because now it has been made known. And now he says, now they have no cloak for their sin. So you have nothing to hide behind anymore because I've come and I've made known to you what sin is. Where sin abides, how sin operates, how sin, sin functions and flows. I have, I have taught and spoken and made known these things to you. And now you don't have a cloak to hide behind. You can't hide behind, I didn't know. Uh, 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 I, I, I can't do it or, 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 or it just happened. No, 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 you, you, have, you have a standard that's been set before you now because I have come and I have made known to you, Jesus is saying. So because the world has now been made aware of sin, they no longer have a cloak to hide behind for not being held accountable for the sins that they commit. So you no longer have an excuse to not change or to not um, be aware that you have a need for a savior and for a Lord and that he has come into this world to be able to give you access to him to have that ability to receive the forgiveness that you need for your sin and to be given uh, a, a new opportunity through your confession of him as your Lord and Savior. So you, you say that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for my sins and he rose on the third day. And I receive him into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I confess it out of my mouth that through that I am saved. And he said, and because I've given you this way, now you have a way of escape from sin, but you have to come into this love process and this salvation walk with me and begin to change and, and have your life renewed and regenerated by this acceptance of me as your Lord and Savior and this relationship of love that we have between one another and this connectivity that we have. And I'm gonna supply and sustain you, give you sustenance because I am the man and you are the branches. And I'm gonna make it possible in this relationship, this reciprocity that we're getting ready to have with one another, this back and forth exchange, being getting ready to make it possible for you to be able to love this way and to come out from amongst them, to come out of that world, to come out of them world systems, to come out of those places of sin, to come out of that, that sin nature, to come out of that sin activity, to come out of that sin um, uh, thing that, that, that tries to hold you and out of that, um, veil that the enemy has put over your eyes to try to try to prevent you from being able to know the truth. I have now come and made it possible for you to know what the truth is. And he said that he that hateth me hateth my father also. So, so you can't say that you know God, but you don't accept his son, Jesus. You can't say that you have a relationship with God, but you don't have a relationship with his son, Jesus. In his word, it says that he is the way. He is to do in the access to the Father. So you have to go through him by faith and believing in him as the son to have that access to the Father. So if I had not done among them the works which none other man did. Now here's how, how, how 
they, they're falling short. This is how the world is falling short. And this is how the world fall, fell short when Jesus was here. He said, I did, I did works among them. I did miracles. I, I showed forth my power and my, my relationship and my love and my connection with the Father here on earth. And if I had not done those things and they had not witnessed those things and they had not had those things made known and aware unto them, then they had they had not had sin. But you know where it says that, you know, once you hear a word, you held accountable to that. And once he come knocking at the door, you have to answer. It's good that you would answer. And so it's like, you can't no longer say that I couldn't change or I couldn't do anything about it. Or I couldn't be different because I didn't know. Because once you know, there's an accountability to do and to take action according to what you know. So that's what he's saying. And once I did these mirrors before them, once I showed who I was, once I showed the Father operating through me and it showed the power of the Father in, in, in the hand upon my life and me moving and operating miracles and, and the works that I did upon this earth, there was enough evidence in this for them to have known, but they did not. He says, so, but now have they both seen and hated both me and the Father. So he said, now, once I've done this much work and miracles and manifestation of power before you, you not only rejected me, but you've also rejected the Father because I came in the name of the Father. I came as a representation of the Father. I came at the command of the Father to this earth. And I showed forth those things where he said, I only do that which I see the Father doing. And I only do that which I, I only say that which I hear the Father saying. So he's only doing what God has given him instruction to do. And you rejected, rejected, rejected it. So you also rejected the Father. So you can't say God and, and lead Jesus out of it. It's a connection there. He said, and I and I came and showed. I existed and, and, and lived on this earth and did miracles before you. And, and you rejected me. Now, those of us who are living here in the earth without him being down here as a body person to show us his miracles that he's doing specifically himself, he's left us his word through his disciples. He's given us the stories. He's given us the evidence. He's been written. It's been made known to us. And he sent us the Holy Spirit. He sent us the comforter, he said, in the spirit of truth. So we're going to get to that. So we keep on going here. So he said, but this coming to pass that the word might be fulfilled, that it is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. So, so when I got rejected, Jesus said down here, even all of those miracles and all those things that they witnessed and saw that I did and saw transpiring happen through me. And I was still rejected. And my fathers were rejected because they rejected me because I was doing that which my father instructed me to do. It was without a cause. Sometimes you hate it, there's no reason for it. You hadn't done anything, you know, you're doing it. You came in with the light of Christ. You came with the love of God and you just hate it anyhow. But he said it, but it, but it was for purpose, though. So that what he came to do would be able to be fulfilled. So sometimes you got to go through that because what you came in there to do has to be fulfilled. You can't be hooked up and connected and worked out and in the system, fitting in the world system and being a part of what the world is doing in order to be effective. You got to walk in that love of Christ and the manner in which Christ came to walk in it and they be hated and not be received and not be accepted and not be brought into the system, not be brought into the clique, but it's okay. It's okay. It had to be that way in order for the manifestation of what God's going to do in you being in that presence and being there in order for that to take place. 
It had to be that way. So he said, the spirit of the testimony, this is verse 26, the spirit of testimony says so. When the comforter comes, I will send unto you that I will send unto you from the Father, the spirit of truth. So when the, comfort come, when the comforter comes, after I go to the cross and die and rise again on the third day and ascend unto heaven, I'm going to send back a comforter to you. And when I send the comforter, the Father's also going to send the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth that proceeded from him is going to send me the spirit of truth so that you may, and so that that spirit may be able to testify to me. He's going to send a comforter and he's going to send a spirit of truth that's going to be able to testify to me. And so he said to the disciples, ye also shall bear witness of me. Just as the spirit of truth and this comforter, you too shall bear witness of me. Because you have been with me from the beginning. So I'm going to send you some help. I'm going to send you some comforter. I'm going to send the spirit of truth. You're going to be endowed with this spirit. And you too are going to become a witness of me because you've been with me from the beginning. And those of us who are coming after he has gone and after the disciples have lived here, and we now have this love, reciprocity relationship with the Lord and been saved and confessed him as our Lord and Savior. And now we have a comforter that has been sent into this earth. And now we actually receive this Holy Spirit within us because of our confession of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and as our salvation in him and our salvation walk, we ask to receive that Holy Spirit. He said, now according to the word of Acts 1.8, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. So this whole love relationship is what I'm saying. And all the process and everything about it is all about us getting into that relationship with Christ in such a way and in position within him. Because he said, I chose you. I call you out from the world. And I, I've given you my commandment that you would love as I have loved you and to love one another. And, and, and then I have told you that you're not going to be easy received in the world. But it's okay because it has to be that way for some of the things that are going to be accomplished. But I'm going to send you to help, to help you to be able to continue to operate in this love example that I've given you through my Holy Spirit. And in that power, the Holy Spirit is going to be the spirit of truth that will allow you to have the ability to witness to me and to testify of me and to speak of the goodness of me in the Lord. And, and, and some instances, it's going to be through preaching, teaching, prophesying, intercession, testify. You're going to be able to talk about the encountered experience that you have had with your Lord and Savior. And through his, your connection with him and your love, reciprocity, relationship where he is divine and you are the branches with your example that he'd given to allow you to become his disciple, his representative in this world, because you've been chosen for this, that you would walk in that love that he had walked in and show it one to another in this world. And then to help you be strengthened and empowered because they're gonna hate you if they have hated him, because when you come, you show forth the sin of this world. And they no longer have a cloak of excuse a covering as to why they didn't know that it was sin or why they weren't aware of the sin. And because of that, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And it's going to help you in the comforter, in the spirit of truth. It's going to help you in this process. Why? Because I love you. Because I've chosen you. 
all this love journey I've been talking to us about and this love experience and this love reciprocity of relationship that we can have with Jesus Christ is so wonderful. <laughs> it's so wonderful, it's so good. And what a time to be talking about the love of Christ during this season of the year, during this Christmas time when we are all pausing and taking a moment to stop and think about his birth, his being birthed into this world and coming into this world and be, be, and coming in awareness and knowing and knowledge that he would be our savior. He came to be our savior, knowing that in order to be it, he would have to die. And look at the kind of conversation that he was having with the disciples on the road to the garden after the last supper in the betrayal of Judas and on their way to the road of Gethsemane to the garden, to, on the road to the garden of Gethsemane. He's talking to the disciples about love. Oh, what greater love does a man have than to lay down his life for his brethren? Love, he said, one another as I have loved you. Oh, it's a high task and a high command, but look, the reason why it's so high and such a big, uh, 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 tremendous task is because look at what all it fulfills. He died and fulfilled the law. And in order to, for us to continue to have that fulfillment of the law, he said, all you got to do now is to love. And if you love like me, and if you love like Christ and you love right, it will take care of all those standards that were established by the law that I fulfilled on your part that will keep you from ever having to go back to that and fall into that entrapment of not being able to live up to those standards or to obey those laws. The love will just cause you to meet every requirement because you will love one another as I have loved you and as you should love yourself in loving another. It would be just like you're loving yourself. What would you do to yourself? What would you not want to happen to you? What would you not want to have an experience of? That's the true command. That's the love experience. That's what's going on in this season. Jesus is giving his life for us that we may have this opportunity of reciprocity of love through our relationship with him and a continuation of that. And remember, we talked about how when this thing happens the way that it should, you're going to be able to boldly stand before the throne of judgment of Christ and say, I've done all that I could do to love as you had loved and shown an example before me. I did all that I could in this world to do it as you did it. And you won't be intimidated and afraid to be able to stand there boldly knowing that I've given it my best shot. Day to day, I've strived and I've endeavored and I've desired to walk in this world and this earth to love as you have loved. Let's do it, y'all. There's a new year coming. There's a new opportunity. There's a new commitment level that we can go into to love like Christ has love. To work in this walk in this world with this love of Christ and know that it may be rejected because it's not of the world. That it may not be liked or it may be hated because it's not the world system type of love. But even though it is or even if it is, it has to be that way. Because ultimately the love of Christ has to win out. It has to do an impact and effect and bring about change and challenge and, and demand, put a demand in situation, circumstances, and systems that it has to in order to fulfill what it has to fulfill. 
So I'm just saying, continue this love journey. Continue on. We're going to see where God's going to take us next. Maybe we'll stay in this journey a little while longer and continue to talk about the love of God. Or we may talk about Jesus. Who is this man called Jesus? We don't know yet, but we're going to seek God for it. So that when we go into this new year, we want to be in sync, in line, in order, and in the flow of God. Moving and operating and being directed by him and his Holy Spirit that he gives us to guide and teach us so that we are just where we need to be doing, just what we need to be doing in the love and capacity in which we need to be doing in this year of 2022 that's ahead of us, that's soon to come in the next few days. But I just didn't want this year to end without me finishing out this love journey, John 15 chapter, to really make sure that we get this thing. Love, love, and what a time for God to put it in my heart and put it in the, in the atmosphere to talk about his love and how much he has love for us than his birthday, than the day that he was born and came into this world according to what records did we know. And if nothing else, it's the season and time that we set aside to acknowledge that he was born and came into this world as our savior to save us. And he's only left us one thing to do, one commandment to be fulfilled because he's done all the rest of the work and he's gonna help us and he's gonna send us help. And that is to love, love one another as Christ has loved us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Continue to be with me as the Lord takes me. I don't know what's next, but I do know I'm gonna listen for it and I'm gonna obey and I'm gonna move in it and I'm gonna come forward into this world doing what God would have for me to do in this season so that I will be able to stand before his throne boldly and say, I did all that you asked me to do. I did everything that I could do to love in the manner and way which you did, you did toward me and for me. And I pray that you're pleased with me, Lord, for what I've done. Be blessed and continue on in Jesus' name.